Do it. He's in tune. Good day. Welcome to the Great White North. I'm Bob McKenzie. This is my brother, Doug. How's it going, eh? Okay, our topic today is the Great White North because we got like lots of mail, eh? Like about it, eh? Okay, so this By the way, this topic was my idea, eh? Yeah. What? Lying. Okay, this is the Great White North, okay, on the map. Now, here is a different color because it's like USA. And up there, same color as Alaska, because that's like Hawaii. Okay, so the whole thing is the Great White North, and the blue, like the ocean, right, because water's blue. He's a genius, eh? It's like, these are like the Great Lakes, and there's three of them. And here's, this is Hudson's Bay, where you get like those striped coats. Okay, now these are all the provinces. And this is a, like a pimple right here. That's Florida. Take yeah. off. It's Florida. Who are you? My name is Pussy Galore. I must be dreaming. Well, good morning, eh? Good morning, eh? How, how are you? How's it? Are you recovering from your from being a temporary Canadian? I don't know, man. I gotta I gotta be honest with you. This is Rabbi Dave, by the way. Um, and Friar Rod, there is something very, 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 very nice about Canada. Yeah. So for the those not keeping up, um, Wednesday morning last week, I got up and recorded the show in which I complained about the people who were complaining about the fact that I didn't talk about something on a holiday and said to my wife, um, you've got four days off. Ben is homeschooled. We don't mm-hmm. have any bills due. We need to, we need to get out of the house. We need to go somewhere and do something. Now, normally this devolves into, we're going to go to Mount Rainier. We're going to go to Mount St. Helens. We're going to mm-hmm. go to the beach in, but probably not in February is probably not a good time to go to the beach. Or maybe we could go to, the the rainforest or whatever you know we can we can do all these sure. things but these are all things that we've done before and so we said i don't know what do you want to do i don't know what do you want to do you know the argument about what's for dinner yeah. what do you want yeah. for dinner Ugh, it's even worse for this um, yeah so where do you a, not want to go is the question yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we agreed we do not want to go to seattle Yes. We toyed with that. There's a big flight museum in Seattle. Mm -hmm. We said, we should go to that. And then we said, no, wait, it's in Seattle. No. It would take you all three days to get there and back. (laughs) So I took Ben to his class, his his homeschool PE class. And while I'm there, she's texting me going, I have an idea. When you get home, we'll, we'll go through it. So I get home and she says, you know, you remember back in 2018, When we went and paid for enhanced driver's licenses, because Ben wanted to go to Canada. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we got the enhanced driver's licenses and we got all the stuff that we needed. And then stuff started happening. Yeah. Jobs took over. Kids moved in and out. COVID, blah, 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 blah. She says, we've got an interesting, situation here we have no bills due this week or next week for that matter mm-hmm. um we've got plenty of cash on hand and we have enhanced driver's licenses 
And I said, I know where you're going with this. We're going to Canada, aren't we? <laughs> she says, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Wednesday night we go to bed. Now here's where it gets, here's where it gets weird. Okay. Okay. Sure. It's up County and Washington, Western Washington in general, when it comes to weather is chaotic. All right. Okay. I can literally be completely dry right here and five miles to my west, they can get four feet of snow. That's incredible because of the microclimates and the way the, the hills mm-hmm. interfere with things. And, and you've got these giant mountains behind us, the Olympics that block stuff. And, and anyway, so we go to bed Wednesday night. The, the weather forecast is it's going to be clear, but very cold tomorrow. Thursday. Mm-hmm. I get up at 3 a.m. on Wednesday because I'm crazy. <laughs> no, I just couldn't sleep. And anyway, looked out the window and went, huh, that's neither clear nor dry. In fact, it's almost an inch of snow. Um, That's kind of interesting. Right. And that's it three, by that much. <laughs> and it's still coming down. <laughs> So I said to Cammy, if we're going to go, we have to go now because yeah. it's going to get worse. It's a, almost a two hour drive to Port Angeles in Washington. Mm-hmm. And we don't know, you know, the, 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 we're going west. We're going about 70 miles west, but the, and the storm is moving west to east. So if we can get out from underneath it, we should be okay. Mm-hmm. So she says, okay. So about four o'clock, we get on the road and here it is. Not good. Now, keep in mind, I grew up in Colorado, Wyoming, and mm-hmm. Utah. I know how to drive in snow, and I have a Subaru. Yeah. And I'm saying to my wife, 10 minutes into this trip, I don't know if we can do this. She was said, that well, bad? It was, it was pretty bad. Were you losing traction? A couple of times. Nothing okay. big. Nothing that I wasn't able to, to deal with, but I was also wasn't doing the 65-mile-an-hour speed limit either. So, yeah. So I said to her, Let's see what it's like on the other side of the Hood Canal Bridge. Let's get across the the canal and see what it's like over there. So we did. We got we made it across the bridge. The bridge was perfectly clear, clean, no problems. Get across the bridge, and while it's not snowing, it has snowed and it's blowing really hard. Okay. And I don't really see that well in the dark to begin with. Mm-hmm. But there are no one, one thing about highways up here is there are no there are no street lights. Oh, that so I'm sucks. I'm literally trying to follow the, the buzzy lines on the sides. That's horrible. Because I can't see the road. Not because I can't, not because of the storm. I just can't see it. Mm-hmm. We keep going at 40 miles an hour all the way to Port Angeles, which we made just as the sun came up, which is, oh, great. Now I can see. Yeah. <laughs> of course, we're almost an hour and a half early for the ferry boat. Sure. At this point. So if we make our way to Starbucks, get coffee, get all that stuff, get over to the ferry ferry terminal. After we have the traditional, can we park here? I don't know. Where do you want to park? I don't know. Uh, where you want to park? Argument about this whole thing. We finally end up parking literally across the street from the the Black Ball Ferry, the MV Coho. MV Coho, right? Marine vessel Coho, which is a fifty five hundred ton auto ferry uh, that ferries. Cars and people from Port Angeles to Victoria, Canada and back. 
It's a 90-minute crossing. It's about 25 miles across the Straits of Juan mm-hmm. de Fuca, if you want to look it up. Juan de Fuca? Yep. On the northern, t- between Canada and Washington State. There's this, like, sure. thing. And so we go across. It's it's also the dive point where we used to dive the submarine port An- off Port Angeles. Okay. So I'm used to these waters. And, of course, we get on the boat, the ship, and we begin to sail. When everybody else on the ship, keep in mind, I'm a professional sailor. I already knew this. Sure. Because I, I know what to look for. But the other people do not. The wind is blowing gale force. <laughs> 35, 40 miles See, an hour. You're getting a little bit of a, a little oh, bit of emotion on the, on the ship there. As soon as we clear the harbor, ship starts taking rolls, pitching. <laughs> Nothing big. I, I, yeah. I actually took my iPhone and put it on the table with the, with yeah. the uh, level leveler on it and videoed it. Three degree rolls. Well, that's not bad. There probably was one five degree roll, but I turned it off already. Uh, we're not pitching bad, but the wind is blowing. It's freezing cold. You can see stuff freezing out on the rails and stuff. And yeah, it was great. People were puking in the heads because they were getting seasick. And it was like, Said to my wife, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out on deck. Yeah. And everybody said, no. <laughs> a great picture of me standing out on deck outside the windows looking in. All everybody else inside. Anyway, the great voyage. The fresh air is great. In nearly state two seas, taking three degree rolls. It was, it was a hazardous crossing of the mighty Pacific Ocean. But you, you survived. Yes, we survived easily. Yeah. And then we, we arrived in Victoria, Canada, which if you've never been to Victoria, all I can say is you should go. I, I want to go. If I you, really. If you've really ever looked go. at a map of Canada and said, where should I go? Victoria is where you should go. Yeah. Because it's beautiful. It's very uh, Victorian mm-hmm. and yet modern at the same time. Very friendly, very, I don't know, clean because it's Canada. It's clean. So. Yeah. Nobody, nobody throws anything on the ground, and if they do, somebody else picks it up, you know, kind of thing. Hey. And hey. we went to the hotel, which was literally across the well, – I was kind of across the street. It was maybe 300 yards away in 19-degree temperatures with 20-mile-an-hour 20 winds blowing, of course. But uh, we, we get to the hotel, and we got there really early. We got there like at 10.35, 10.40, and Cammy's like, well – Let's at least see if they have this place where we can leave all of our gear while we walk sure. around for the room. And she says, oh, no, the room is ready. You can check in now. Wow. So we got checked in to this old Victorian hotel called the Empress, which you can also look up on the, the Internet. Sure. And is it, a, is it, you know, give it your rating, your Yelp rating. What is it? What's the highest rating? I don't know. So it's like one to ten, one to five. Oh, you're going to make me look Just that up now. give me a now. choice. I don't know. I don't go to Just Yelp. Pick it up. <laughs> 10, 1 to 10. Well, then it was probably a 20. It was impeccable. It was fantastic. The service oh, was it's, it's five stars. You get five stars. That's it. Okay, well, then 10 stars. Okay, 10 stars. Oh, that's, it that's was really good. Really anyway, good. We, uh, we said, well, now, now we're back to the original problem, which is what do we do in Victoria, Canada? Well, I don't know. What do you want to do? Well, we're here. Now what? <laughs> what do you want to do? The Royals. And, and all Ben wants to do is play video games. All Ben wants to do is go to sleep because Ben was allowed by someone, not me, to stay up all night the night before we left. 
That's not good. And so all he wants to do is go to sleep. Well, the Royal BC Museum is across the street from the hotel with an IMAX theater. Okay. I said, let's go to the, let's go to the Royal BC Museum, which I cannot recommend because as it turns out, two thirds of it is closed. They only have it's open. Did you have to pay for that? Yes. Yes. I had to pay for that. Are you kidding me? Did you only get to pay one third of that or did you have to? But they were apologetic about it. I mean, they were really nice about it. We're really sorry, eh? But two-thirds of the two floors is closed, eh? You know, not much we can do about it, eh? It'll be ready in, you know, three years. Come back then. <laughs> so we bought IMAX tickets okay. because I thought that the movie was about the polar bears up in the Arctic National Wildlife Reserve. Okay. All the posters set, except that it wasn't. It was about cave diving. And how cave diving is helping scientists figure out global climate change. And all this was great, except that, number one, while I'm not claustrophobic, I am panicked about being underwater other than on a submarine. Really? So you I don't swimming, you I do not go underwater. I okay. Don't, I don't do any of that. On a submarine, I'm fine. But there's no way in God's green earth I'm going scuba diving. That's not going to happen. See, I would love to scuba dive. I've done some some tests in a pool, and I love it. So this was all about these guys not only scuba diving, scuba diving in dark caves. I'm not making this part up. 380 feet underwater, which is already half a mile down in the cave. And they keep getting stuck, right? (laughs) Yeah. My wife, who is claustrophobic. Oh, no. Is going... And Ben, who's only barely paying attention to any of this, manages to drop his popcorn. All of it? All of it, yeah. So that was, it was, it was okay. I mean, it it was interesting in the sense of I like science, but it was also very, um, you know, these caves are telling us that we humans are destroying the earth. So what's your solution there, Miss Cave? Science. So, uh, yeah. Did they did they actually pinpoint the exact things that we were doing to to cause this problem, or did well, they just put in- carbon in the air? Don't you know? Hey. Anyway, um, they got out of the caves and they had their water samples from 380 feet down, and this proves that humans are destroying the earth. La di da. So then we went to the museum, which was a natural history museum. At least that part was open, which I love. Mm-hmm. Ben, however, is in his mood where he just wants to go back to the hotel and sleep. So we get done with all this and we go back to the hotel and we order him lunch. Mm-hmm. Lunch. We have to have room service lunch delivered for Ben. <clears throat> After this long discussion, they have two things that he likes. Mm-hmm. Mac and cheese. And sorry, I'm losing my voice here. Hang on a second. Sure. Mac and cheese is the typical <laughs> teenager. Uh, right. You know, there. So they've got that, and they've got pepperoni pizza, so we're okay. So we order room service for Ben, who promptly goes over and lays down and falls asleep. Doesn't need it. The room service cost us, with tip, right around $53. Oh, my gosh. And he did not eat one bite of it. Guess what he's eating when he wakes up? Well, cold. Hold that thought, because... You might say that. You might say, okay, in a couple hours when he wakes up? Yeah. So we're sitting there waiting. You going to wake up? I don't know. What do we do? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. So we went shopping. We went 
We went you just left them in the shop. room. And- we just left them in the room. We went shopping where I got a new chapeau, nuovo. Yeah, I see that. Chapeau, and Canadia. 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 And we bought some other little trinkets and the like because we were carrying on backpacks. We couldn't really buy a whole lot of stuff. So we didn't really do that. Um, get back to the room. He's still asleep, but now I'm hungry. So my choices are eat Ben's cold macaroni and cheese, which I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. Or his cold pepperoni pizza. Cammy says, why don't we go down to the restaurant and have dinner there? Yes, this is a plan. So we call down, make reservations. It's still half hour, 45 minutes away, whatever. Anyway, we get down there, the Q restaurant at the, at the Empress Hotel. Mm-hmm. And twice in our marriage, we've been married now almost 14 years. Mm-hmm. Twice in our marriage, we have gone out for a dinner where we just said, there are no rules. Cost doesn't matter. Get what you want to get. Don't don't look in the menu and go, oh, that's what I'd really like to have, but yeah, it's $60, so I'm going to get the chicken instead. Don't do that. Get what you want. So this was the second time we've done that. And that meal was absolutely incredible, hmm. which led to a completely different discovery on my part that I'll talk about later this week on my show. Sure. About I've always hated the food shows. Yeah. My biggest argument with these food shows is they never make things that people will eat. Well, <laughs> I was wrong. So we'll stay okay. with that because that's coming up go. this week on the day of bone chip. Anyway, the uh the meal with tip and everything else and and I had wine, which I never do. Mm-hmm. But the menu had with with the steak that I had, they recommended this wine. And of course, it's not the cheap six dollar glass house wine. It's of course, five dollar glass house wine. But I figured the rules are out the window, so I got the wine, and it was fantastic. Hmm. Paired with the meal, it was sure. amazing. So all things done, we get ready to pay the bill, and she brings the bill over, and it's like the bill was two hundred. Mm-hmm. I think plus tip because I was see I'd already had a margarita and a glass of wine so I'm in so, a pretty good mood I'm yeah, in a so, generous so mood. 20 percent tip on the two hundred dollar thing is oh, at least see, forty dollars so there's the waitress there's the food runner and there's the chef so I feel okay. like they should each get tipped oh, okay they all did fantastic so I added close to seventy dollars for the tip. Okay. Did you break it down on the receipts? They knew no, who I just got told what? The I just, I was talking to her about it and she's like, Oh yeah, no problem. Hey, we can do, we do that all the time. Sure. I said, okay, great. So this is what I'm doing. And I, I did that. And, um, and it wasn't $20 each. It was significantly more because of the, anyway. So we get back to the room and, and I'm very lightheaded at this point. And Cammy says, Ben is still asleep. We need to go to the 7-Eleven across the street the other way and get some snackage because he's not going to eat this stuff when he wakes up. He's going to want to eat, you know, snackage. And we get, we got no snackage. So I would have said tough. He's going to eat the $50 meal we just bought for him. That's what I would have said, but so drunk Dave gets, <laughs> drunk Dave. gets redressed and we go back outside in the 18 degree weather with the 40 mile an hour wind mm-hmm. to go across the street to the 7-Eleven, which sobered me up pretty quick. Really oh, I bet. Cold so, weather will do that to you. Anyway, we got back. Ben's still asleep. Ben wakes up at 1.30 in the morning, starts banging around and eating his snackage, and stays up until almost 5 in the morning when he decides, now I'm going to go back to bed. Oh, God. 7 o'clock, it's time to get up and go get breakfast, and 
get on our way back home, which we did. Now, here's the really cool part about this whole thing. Remember this meal I told you about? That was two hundred seventy, yeah. two hundred ninety dollars or whatever. Yeah, folks, right now is the time to go to Canada because the exchange rate. The exchange rate is so in our favor that it's basically twenty five percent off everything. That's cool. So it literally cost about two hundred dollars for the, for the meal. Yeah, I did get. I went to the ATM because I wanted to have some Canadian money. So I pulled out $20 Canadian. Mm-hmm. And my, my bank says, we, we did this $19.30 or something, whatever the rate was. Mm-hmm. And then they charged me $5 American for using the ATM. So yeah. like, <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, we make it back to the boat. The MV Coho, the 5,500 ton. The MV Coho. Which is a beautiful ship, beautiful ship. I mean, Welcome aboard the MB Coho, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. And um, we sailed back on a brilliantly sunny, very cold, very calm day with state zero seas. And I swear to God, they were they were tanking it on the way back. There was no way they were going full speed because it took way long. Anyway, that that side of the trip, I spent most of the most of the trip walking around the deck outside. And, so, well, so Ben's experience of uh, Canada is basically the back of his eyelids. Right. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Oh, we did walk to McDonald's to get him breakfast. Okay. I kept saying we need to go to Tim Hortons for breakfast, but everybody was like, well, I've never heard of that. I hadn't heard of it either until you sent that pic. Right. But I did get a picture of myself in front of the Tim Hortons. So yeah. can't really be Canadian until you've been to Tim Hortons. Okay. Well, anyway, I liked. I, I had a great time in Canada and can't wait to go back. I'll get there one day. It was a little pricey on the American side getting there, but it was, it was a hundred and I think $104 round trip for the three mm-hmm. of them. They didn't require any kind of COVID vaccination proof of no, stuff. No COVID vaccinations, no masks. Although many people in Canada do wear masks. Okay. And mm-hmm. I'm, but- I see the thing is, I don't know if there are Americans visiting Canada and they wear masks because I don't know. Or if they're actual Canadians wearing masks, I kind of got the impression that it was the latter or the former, not the latter. Okay. A bunch of Americans. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, there was one really weird part about the whole trip, mm-hmm. leaving Canada. When we left Canada, you have to go through customs to get out of Canada. Okay. U.S. customs or Canadian? Ew, Canadian customs where they interrogated us. And okay. I mean, Serious interrogation. How well, long was in Canada? Eh? 24 hours. What did you do while you were here? We ate and slept. Did you, what else did you do? Did you meet anybody here? A, no. I mean, the waitress, I, I can introduce you to Kelly. She's the maitre d' over at the queue. Yeah. I, I, no. We're going to take your pictures now. Take your glasses and hats off. They took our pictures. And all this stuff to get out of Canada. This is to get out of Canada. This is on our way to the gangway to get on the boat to go back to. That's so weird. So hold on to that thought, because as weird as that is. We make the sailing across. They do the duty free shop. Oh, you can buy duty free stuff. Mm -hmm. I didn't buy anything because I didn't have anything I wanted. Liquor wise. I did buy my giant coffee mug. Duty free. I guess I, I don't really know. Nobody asked. So we get to the United States side and we got to go through U.S. customs to get out, right? 
Mm-hmm. So we queue down the whole thing. Queue is an English word that the British yeah. Colombians use. It's, it's a line, people, for those of you not keeping up. Anyway, we queue down to the, to the thing. And the guy looks at us and says, welcome to the United States. Do you have anything to declare? And I started to say, I declare that Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion, which is my <laughs> standard answer. But my wife smacked me before I could. The guy says, says, uh, did you buy anything while you were there? I said, a hat. A coffee mug. Well, I bought the coffee mug on the ship, so I don't know if that counts or not. Okay. Uh-huh. I bought a hat and that's pretty much it. He's like, okay, come on in. Yeah, that's, that's so funny. That was it. And that was like yeah. customs on the United States. Now the Canadians, they, they have your picture. Oh, they had to show their passports and they got interrogated and yeah, all that stuff. But we had the super Washington state license, so it didn't really matter. Anyway, that was my, that was my trip to Canada, which I very much enjoyed and looking forward to doing again sometime. Yeah. It's just time preferably without my son. That would be advisable considering that all he did is sleep. Man, what a meal that was. Yeah. I'm going to have to go. That's, that's one of the things that my, my, my wife and I have talked about is going up to Victoria at some point in time. It is well worth the trip. It's well worth the, of course, we were only there for 24 hours. And but the exchange cool. rate was good. Oh, man. That was so cool. I mean, everything is literally 25% off and it's so, off season. So I mean, we probably have to fly. I, I don't know that I'd want to make the drive all the way up. You could come here and drive from here or, or drive to the ferry and. Yeah, maybe. That's the question is, do you want to drive into Canada or do you want to walk into Canada? And Victoria is small enough that you can, and they got the tour buses. And the, mm-hmm. and remember, it, this is what I said to Cammy. If we really want to go somewhere, we could take a cab. It's 25% off. Yeah. Even with tip. So we could do that. Anyway, it was a good trip. I had a good time in Canada, and I'm looking forward to going back again. And maybe someday, her rod going as well. Yeah. There we go. He can bore you with his story. <laughs> And Ken, stay with us. We'll be right back. I'm Bill Mick with WMMV Radio in Melbourne, Florida, where we have a governor that will actually stand for what's right. My show airs mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern. Every day we discuss news, politics, and social issues that impact us all. Tuesdays in our 8 o'clock hour, Dave joins me for something we call Dave Does History, where Dave brings us events from our past that contain lessons for right now. To listen live, find WMMB on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome back. I'm Rabbi Dave. I am Friar Rod. And this is actually What the Frock, which is it a is. news commentary, religious commentary kind of show. Where we try to make big light and fun of things. We're two people with doctorates in divinity. Mm-hmm. One a Christian, one a Jew. Make uh, a make number of different money. certifications. Right. I'm a rabbi. He's a, what are you? Friar. Friar. And Pastor. Aren't you like a Jedi Reverend. or something? I am. I have the Jedi certificate too. Which is there. So this is what we actually do. We actually talk about real stuff going on. It's not me going to Canada. No, but that's, that's interesting. I didn't know. It's, you know, part of this is our, our conversation back and forth. So I get to learn about Dave's life and he can learn about mine. So I got back from Canada only to learn that Dilbert, the cartoon. Yes. Has been canceled. Yes. Because of the, the creator's comments. 
Okay. So first off, Dilbert has been around for a long time. It is. And there was a time when Dilbert was mandatory reading. It, yeah. Especially if you work in IT, you know, it's, it still sort of is. Scott Adams, who's the guy that writes this stuff, wrote a book one time called The Dogbert Book on Management. Oh, yes. And that is one of the best management books I have ever actually read. And it's it really cheap, but it actually is really, really good. If you can get a copy now, you better get one now because it's going to be canceled soon. It's going to be canceled. But it actually is a really good uh, management and, book. And you'll books. want a hardcover. You'll not want uh, an Amazon one because they're the way they're editing books nowadays. Yes, that is true, which we will get to a little bit later. In the show. Yeah. So now here comes the question. Dilbert has been around, I know, since the early 90s. No, yeah, yeah probably the 80s. I'm trying to remember if it was on, if it was, while well, I was still in the Navy. Mm, let me, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up real fast while we're talking. Here's, here's why I remember it being around in the 90s. Because there is an episode of the great sitcom News Radio, which ran in the 90s, that is all Dilbert. It's all about Dilbert. 1989. April 16th. And look, I quit reading Dilbert because I quit reading the newspapers. Yeah. Now, I have two friends, Bill Mick and another guy, who post the daily Dilbert. And sometimes I'll read those. If if they show up in my feed, I'll read them. If they don't, I'll move on. But I was surprised that Dilbert was still actually a thing, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's on. he's got it online every day. Yeah, I know. It's, but see, it's online. Is it in newspapers? Is it still? Well, not anymore, but I mean, it has been in newspapers. But I, again, like you, I do not read newspapers, except for the local Oakdale leader. Don't even read. Well, I guess I, guess I read that. The Central Kitsap Reporter. Yeah. I noticed that the guy that writes Hagar the Horrible died the other day. Really? I didn't realize that. So that one's going away, too. Anyway, they canceled him. And the reason they canceled him is because of a YouTube video, which I'm going to caveat this. I have not seen the video. So I do not know exactly the context or even specifically what he said. So I've seen the time, the time when he makes the, the, it's the lead up into the statement and then slightly beyond that, but I have not watched the, the whole hour episode. So I don't know the context of this, okay. but he said something in this video that is considered to be racist. In essence, as I understand the quote is get out, move, move someplace where there aren't a certain kind of people. Yeah. Black. And, <laughs> and which was a stretch for you, Dave, because you hate whispering. Right. It really is. Uh, so his, his, the reaction to this was instantaneously canceled. He's a racist. Yeah. He's a racist. He's just, so my question to you, Rod, is, is this cancel culture or is this something else? Because I think this is something else. It's, it's about power and control is what it is. You know, I, he, you know, he knew what he was doing when he made that statement. He's yeah. not a dumb That's man. Yeah. That's my point. He knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. But I think he, he knew he was going to get a response and he knew what the response was going to be. And he wanted that response, which he is probably, you don't have to get up at five in the morning anymore to draw Dilbert cartoons. And he probably still will. You have $70 million in your bank account Mm -hmm. and you live in a monochromatic neighborhood where there's no crime. 
So his lead into this is that for years, for decades, he's been contributing to, to black communities. And he, he even said himself that he had, he had self-identified as being black so he could help support the black neighborhood and communities. And, and so he said basically he would, education is the key and he was providing support for that. Right. Which is now racist. So. Anyway, Dilbert, according has, to yeah. a Rasmussen poll, he said where 46 percent, well, it was it was 20 plus percent of blacks say, what was it? Um, it's not good to be white. Another 20 some odd percent said they're unsure if it's OK to be white. So he was saying that means 40 percent of blacks or 45 percent of blacks think that it's not OK to be white. That's why he was saying get out. According to the Rasmussen poll. Okay. Uh, the, 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 the upshot of all this is that Dilbert will not be in your local paper anymore. So if, if you needed a reason to get rid of the newspaper. Of course, for those that have not seen Dilbert, this is going to be the Streisand effect. So they're going to find it online. <laughs> right. And I'm saying if you want the books, you better get them now because they're going to get, they're going to get canceled too. I don't think I think he knew exactly what he was doing. I think he wanted out. Of it could be the job. You know, again, 1989, you said mm-hmm. oh, nine, 19. That's like 35 years he's been doing this. 33, I think, is what it said on Wikipedia. Right. And, and he was an engineer before that. He was. So he's tired. I mean, he's got to be in his 70s. I had a friend that worked with him at, at uh, was it Pacific Bell back in the day. Right. right. Prior, yeah. He talks about quite extensively in his book. Um, so the bottom line here is that I think he did it on purpose. I don't think this is culture. I don't think this is cancel culture in the strictest of senses. I think it's using cancel culture to my advantage. If well, he I probably did to make a point as well that he didn't right. care because he's got 70 million. So right. it's like, okay. Right. Whereas if I said something similar to that, if I went on the air and said, I don't like, I don't know, fill in the blank group. Because of my biases or whatever, um, it, I don't think it would go straight quite the same way. <laughs> pretty sure it wouldn't, but then again, I'm pretty sure nobody cares. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I just, the instant I saw this, I, I said to Cammy, he did it on purpose because mm-hmm. he knows what's coming and he wanted out. And probably in his contract, there was this thing where if he quit or retired or whatever, he'd yeah. have to, but if he gets fired, well, usually they just pay out your contract and, you know, go on your way because it's simpler than putting up with all the lawsuits and yeah. spending all that money. So I just, I just felt like that. Now, at the same time, this is happening. Project Veritas, mm-hmm. which I am not a fan. I'm well on record as saying I am not a fan of Project Veritas. I have issues with the way they do things. I always have, but they apparently fired their CEO. James mm-hmm. O'Keefe, who until this week when they got rid of him, I didn't know they had a board. I didn't know that they yeah. were doing it that way. I, but they decided to get rid of him. And of course, this has caused all kinds of brouhaha mm-hmm. because why are, why is Project Veritas I mean, is he, James O'Keefe? He was, yeah. It's his, he's the face of it. It was, right. it was him. So there is no Project Veritas without James O'Keefe. Mm-hmm. And when you start reading the reasons for why they got rid of him, they don't. This is not why you get rid of a CEO. It's like a power grab, internal yeah. struggle. But is that power struggle internal? Once again, cancel culture. 
And now are we going to see the project Veritas label become dun 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 wokeism? I don't know. Are, we'll they going to, are they going to issue an apology for all the all the video? You know, because recently we had the video about the guy freaking out over Pfizer. Yeah, I was only telling you that because I thought you were hitting on me or whatever. <laughs> yeah, God, that was funny. Yeah, it was hilarious. And then his reaction to the whole thing. Right. So I don't know. I this. I mean, I guess is it going to stop James O'Keefe from doing James O'Keefe's thing? No, he's you know the, the a lot of donors have now left Project Veritas, and those donors are probably going to start funding James O'Keefe's new venture. He's going to do something else. Did he just get too big for the same? I mean, why even have a board for something like that? Why do you even need a board? I, I can see why you need a CFO, and I can see why you need you definitely need a legal team, right? But why do you need a board for that? What? And and who decides who's on this board? Because obviously these people were not James O'Keefe fans. Well, he was the CEO and chair. Right. So he got ousted from both positions. Right. Put on vacation. Well, he's just on vacation is what they said, which is stupid. <laughs> Why would you say that? Because <laughs> you know he's going to come right. You know, so I was trying to explain to Cammy this week because somebody was talking on the radio about, I think it was Bill was talking about, you don't argue with people who buy ink by the barrel. Yeah. She didn't get the idiom, so I was trying to explain <laughs> And this is the same thing. Why would you say you're, we're putting you on vacation when you know he's going to come back yeah. and he still has a YouTube channel and a, yeah. and he's going to well, explain to people, no, that's not what happened. Don't you think Tucker Carlson would have him on, right? I mean, he was the face of Project Veritas, so. Right. Just name your country. Just name your new company, Project Veritas 2. Yeah. Redux. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think I think Scott Adams did it on purpose. And I and I I think this whole thing with the, the, there's almost this there's almost this feeling like the board was put together you know, one of the criticisms of Trump was that he would pick bad people for positions. He didn't sure that those people. And I almost feel like the same thing is true here. I almost feel like that could have happened. Board who, who tend to recruit each other mm-hmm. were hell and determined to destroy project Veritas. And that's why they were on the board. And that they could found, be, they found an excuse to do it. that's not, it's almost the way I read this. It, it doesn't really matter because again, I don't follow project Veritas very much. And I, I don't ever, follow, follow it, but I do watch their videos on occasion. I would, if they were shorter, geez, I don't have yeah, that kind of attention span anymore. <laughs> I don't need to watch for three hours to see. Anyway, I just, I still don't like their model. I still don't like the way they do things. I still think it lacks context and I still had my issues with it. But again, it's a free country. I mean, mm-hmm. he wants to set it up that way. That's his business. I mean, I just don't know why you would put people on a board that you know are hostile to you. Yeah. And he had to have known that. If he, if he's as smart as people say he is, he had to have known that. So there you go. Project Veritas out. Dilbert, out. What's next? I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Project Veritas, oot. Dilbert, oot. What do you think? WTF at whatthefrock.org. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Serving in Afghanistan, I was shot in the head by sniper fire. I was given a 5% chance to live. I'm Adam Alexander. 
and I am a veteran. Today, I visit classrooms and share my story. I tell kids that with a little help and a lot of work, that you can overcome any challenge. DAV helps veterans like Adam get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year. My victory is being there for the next generation. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Welcome back to WTF. Uh, Dave, you know, if you had to choose a certain drink as you were growing up, you know, what what one drink or or what was your favorite go-to growing up? Well, I think I'm well on record as being a Coca-Cola guy. Okay. Well, you know, that bodes well for you because the the country's most popular sodas might refresh other, uh, other parts that other drinks can't refresh by giving men bigger testicles and making them more masculine, studies suggest. So has that been your experience, Dave? Have, have well, you been? I, mean, have, I don't <laughs> want to brag or anything here, but it's never really begin. It's never really been an issue for me. Research on mice have shown an adult males who drank Coca-Cola or Pepsi had higher testosterone levels and larger genitals than their peers. Right. They the also usual, have diabetes. And, yeah. They also, well, uh, yeah, they didn't, they didn't actually test for that. Yeah, there's also some evidence that high caffeine intakes can ramp up testosterone production in the body. So you got copy. You're, you're, you're double, you. double dosing it there. You seen the size of this mug, by the way? That's a standard mug. Oh yeah. That's pretty big. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can't use a standard mug. It's just too small. There's not enough. Well, the problem is I have a Keurig and it yeah. dispenses in ounces. <laughs> yeah. So if I want like 16 ounces, I have to do eight ounces twice. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, so, back to the story. Well, experts are not suggesting that men should rush out and drink lots of Coca-Cola or Pepsi. Previous studies have linked sugary sodas to a host of health problems, obesity, diabetes, heart disease, high blood pressure, and tooth decay. So there you go, Dave. That's that's my WTAF story of the week. My it trade-off is, is large testicles or death via <laughs> diabetes. Hmm. Sad part is, is I actually have to think about it. I love Coca-Cola. I can't drink it anymore because of the issues. Yeah, I, I don't drink soda. I, I do love it, though. I had a Pepsi. I had a giant Pepsi yeah. on the way back from Canada. We stopped at a little hamburger place called Fat Smitty's. In What a great name. What a great burger. And it's a controversial restaurant because the, the owner is very pro-Trump, and he makes no attempt to hide that. Okay. None. He's very pro-military, very pro-law enforcement, pro-Trump, and the whole place is just full of Trump, Reagan, Bush memorabilia. But the burgers are so good that the liberals come from Seattle as they're headed west. They have to stop to get sure. a burger because it's like it's too good not to eat. It's like eating Chick-fil-A, right? right? Right. Yes. I don't support their values, but they're so good. <laughs> anyway, Fats, Fats Minutes was really good, and I had a giant Pepsi. Then, And as I was drinking it, I was thinking to myself, I can feel the endorphins from this yeah, kicking into my head. And this is kind of why I had to stop drinking it. My WTF is not so much a news story. It's just a reminder that it was this day, February 26th, in the year 1616, when the government said to Galileo, Galileo, mm-hmm. you, sir, 
are banned. You are canceled. And what was for it writing they, a comic strip? Well, what was it they canceled him over? I hear you cry. He said, no, the planets go around the sun, not the other way around. Yeah. And so in 1616, just a little over 400 years ago, well, the, woke, the woke culture of that time right, canceled him, threw him in jail. They threw him in jail for years because of, because of this. And it's not like jails that we have today. This was probably not a very nice place. Well, in his case, it was a room in a tower. Where they see this is the dumb part of the whole thing. We don't like what you're saying. We're gonna lock you in this room in a tower. Oh, here's your telescope and all your notebooks. Oh, so they can just control what he's saying, what right. he, what gets out. Keep working, but but don't say nothing. Yeah, we like the work you do, but you just can't tell anybody. Right. And the Pope had, had approved his work. The Pope had already approved it. By the way, when I say government, I I I kind of mean church, but yeah, I didn't want to insult Rod because you know. Christians in the 1600s were kind of stupid, but yeah. they had their moments. Right. At least Galileo didn't get burned at the stake for this. The guy before <laughs> him who said, this get the, the earth goes around the sun, they burned him at the stake. They took him out. They put a vice clamp on his lips so that he couldn't talk on the way from the, from the jail to the, to the, to the stake. Yeah. And burned him alive for saying that the earth went around the sun. Anyway, 1660, this day, Galileo was banned because of that. It's the kind of thing that makes you say, WTF? Hey, this is Whitey. And this is Hank. And you can listen to our podcast, Two Pint Talk, on all your favorite podcast sources. So come check it out where we talk about two beers and... and Everything stuff. (laughs) Listen to Two Pint Talk on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the key players. It's soccer. He's not hurt. He's just... Or as the the rest of the world calls it football. And the rest of the world hasn't landed on the moon either, so... (laughs) Sure. Sorry. Rod is distracted this morning because Newcastle. Oh, yes. Playing Manchester United. Oh, is that who that is? Manchester. Yeah. Says Mun. Yeah, Manchester United. I was assume would have been Munich, but at any rate, they're playing in a meaningless game. It's the Car- Carabo. Carabo? I don't think it's Yeah, Carabo. I don't even Cop. know how to say it. That's well, how it's, it's, it's blurry on my screen. I don't have my glasses on, so. Which isn't even the best part of this whole thing. The best part of this whole thing is that Rod was explaining to me in the pre-show that he's deeply concerned because his team does not have their regular goalie. Yeah, that's that's true. And Rod, just so everybody else is up to speed, explain to them why you don't have your why your team Newcastle sure. does not have their regular goalie. So the last Premier game, Premier uh, League game they played on this Saturday. Is not, this is not a Premier League game. This is not, no. Uh, their, their goalie ended up, uh, trying to head the ball outside of the, the goal, goal box, right? The, the whole area. And you, he, as he was going down to get the ball, it, it bounced off the ground, hit him in the face, and he instinctively just reached out and grabbed the ball. And you cannot grab the ball outside the box with your hands. 
Otherwise, it's a, it's a handball, and deliberate handballs is a red card, so you get ejected and a three-game suspension. For touching the ball. Yeah, because it's football, not handball. In football, you can basically behead a guy, and as long as you do it without helmet-to-helmet contact, <laughs> it might be a 15-yard penalty. But generally speaking, we're going to be okay with it. <laughs> he touched the ball. He did with his hands, which they find hilarious. I don't. Well, you know, it's just one of those things, I guess. There you go. Speaking of uh, touching the balls and uh, other and drinking, canceled, drinking, drinking Coke coffee, and Pepsi and James Bond. Books. So we were saying, you know, buy your Dilbert books now because they're going to get edited and they're going to get James yeah. Bond books. The old, uh, the old book. I have one of the, I have like seven or eight name hardcover James Bond books on my shelf. Ian Fleming. Yeah. They're going to be edited like the Harry Potter books where they, where they scrape the name off the book because, you know, JK Rowling is, I don't know, a witch or something. Yeah, well, a turf. Right. So now they're going to do the same thing to the James Bond books. They're going to take out all the offensive terms mm-hmm. in the James Bond books. Whose idea was this? What, this is insane. Yeah. Are they going to go back and do this to, God, I hope they do this to Nathaniel Hawthorne. His books are terrible. <laughs> are they going to go back and do this to, I don't know, Mark Twain? They could very well do this, right? Because they have the ability now. They do that on, they do that to your Kindle books. They can edit it and put it back up for you. And not if you disconnect, this is what I told my sister. Not if you disconnect your Kindle from the internet. See, I don't use a Kindle e-reader. I use a Kobu e-reader and I download and export my Kindle books and load them into the Kobu e-reader. So that way I have a physical, I have a physical copy of them. I have my Kindle, but this I use for travel purposes. Mm -hmm. I didn't take it to Canada because I didn't want to explain it to them. But but I also have Kindle Reader on my iPad and my iPhone, so I don't really need it. But I bought this before I had all this other stuff. Anyway, they, they, uh, they're going to edit out all the naughty bits mm-hmm. in James Bond movies, which is like... Books. Well, not only that, but but let's face facts. James Bond was written in a different time. It was. In a different era. when misogyny and I don't know sexual not deviancy but but play I guess plays on words double entendres sure. were the norm mm-hmm. yes I get that there are no way in hell that I could do and say some of the things that Mr. Bond said back in the day yeah do you remember in Goldfinger where he meets the pilot what's your name Pussy galore. Of course it is. And of course in the book, <laughs> so you don't get this in the movie. Right? You don't, you don't really get this in the movie Goldfinger. It's hinted at, but it's not really there. But in the books, Pussy Galore is a lesbian. You know that, right? I, I haven't read the book, so you, okay. you have to take your word for it. He is, she is a lesbian. And the, w- w- one of the, uh, one of the points of the book is that James Bond turns her back into being hetero. Yeah. Because of his prowess, obviously he drinks a lot of soda, and sure, he's dead now. So, 
anyway, probably from the diabetes. But the point, point being, if they are going to go into all the James Bond books, and yeah. and and here's the question that I got for you, Matt, Rod, because we've been talking about this deep fake AI thing going on for a while. Sure. How long until they start re-releasing the movies? Same actors, and everything, but now wow, corrected. Hold your horses there, Dave, because Disney's already done that. Remember Aladdin? There was the intro I song. Don't. I've never seen it. So. Okay. Well, there's the intro song that the uh, the lyrics to the song were talked about. Um, so when I come from a land from a faraway place where the desert and the camels roam, where they cut off your ear if they don't like your face, it's barbaric, but hey, it's home. They have rewritten that in any of the Aladdins that you stream now. You, that's been removed. It's something else. Well, I know, I, I know they rewrote uh, Dire Straits. They're, they're, I guess it's probably their biggest hits. Um, you know, I want my MTV. What's the name of that song? That got it. Um, Money for Nothing. Money for Nothing. That originally, even back in the eighties, mm-hmm. had a verse in it that talked about a guy who's gay. And not in complimentary terms because they were mad because he was making more money than them and getting more mm-hmm. sex than them. And, and, and he had an earring in his ear and they were, they were all yeah. over that. You can't find that verse now. You can't even find that original. I can't find it. I, it may still be out there, but in fact, I think I have a DVD that I bought back in the, the early nineties that yeah. MTV's top hits of the eighties or something back when MTV. Kids, Grandpa Dave here. Back it was actually TV, music. Actually played music. <laughs> you know, I, I think I have that, but but you can't find that verse. That verse is gone. They've they've erased that. They've eradicated, erased from his. Yep. Like fading in a photograph in 1955. Anyway, intentionally done. Yeah, I, I'm wondering how long it'll be before they start re-releasing these movies with with CGI. To yeah. portray the correct, quote unquote, uh, you know, things. And my sister posted a thing yesterday, just as Rod was texting this to me. Uh, she posted yes. a thing on her Facebook page from David Berg, Bergy. Here's an idea. Instead of making old books suitable for modern readers, quote unquote, how about we make sure modern readers are suitable for old books? Yeah, that's perfect. How can you how can you combat an idea? Let's say for the sake of argument that I think that all of these misogynistic ideas in in James Bond books are are bad and need to be eradicated. Let's say that I agree with that. Mm-hmm. If I don't know they're there, how can I combat them? You won't. It just goes away and then things are going to happen again and nobody's right. going to be the wiser until, hey, wait. But, you know, hey, so much for free speech, right? Who needs that when you can... Yeah. And do all this other stuff. But anyway, James Bond is getting a makeover, so you might want to go get your James Bond books at a used bookstore. So rather than being canceled, it's being corrected. Corrected. That's even worse. That's even more frightening. That is even more 1984, isn't it? It is. It really is. We're just unpersoning some things and rewriting some things. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It's getting weird, folks. And how will you even know? This is why you should support your local used bookstore, because pretty soon that's going to be the only place where you can actually get yeah. information that that actually matters. Anyway, 
What do you think? WTF at whatthefrock.org is our email address. You can find us online at whatthefrock.org or on Facebook, facebook.com slash whatthefrock. Yeah. Anything else? I feel like I'm forgetting something. Didn't we do something at the end of the last week's show that we asked about? Yeah, but look, it was a throwaway segment. I I Okay. And we only got one email response anyway, and I'm pretty sure that one wasn't serious because that guy was like, that was, yeah. well, go make me a sandwich. <laughs> that was, that was pretty funny. It's it like, was oh, funny. Whoa. What? Speaking of misogynistic James Bond, <laughs> so, see, we had to edit it out and I don't know what you're, we're going to go back and take, re-release the show with, with that segment out so that nobody knows that we actually did that. There you go. <laughs> well, that's not good. And on that note, so Rod is now depressed because money. Yeah. Oh, well. Manchester's getting a makeover. Dilbert canceled. Project Veritas canceled. I went to Canada. And Rod didn't. No, I didn't. And on that note, I'm Rabbi Dave. I am Friar Rod. This has been What the Frock? <laughs>